Hey everybody, this is Bobby Kelly and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, what's up everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny. This time, along with a prominent talent and a guitarist in the world of heavy metal, Bobby Keller. Uh, you can also see that he's kind of like my twin as well. Um, <laughs> quite, quite the honor, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IOF podcast today. Yeah, you know, we talked about it before the interview started. This is an exciting time of the year for you with the announcement of your highly anticipated debut shredder of a solo studio album, Rain and Fire, which is scheduled to unleash later this year. And uh, first things first, Bobby, I just want to commend you personally and all of the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far, especially with those insane head-banging singles, Rain and Fire, Lightbearer, Perpetual Dreams. Shout out to the other revered publications like Guitar World, Brave Words, Loud Wire to yes. you. We have praised your work. Plenty of amazing <laughs> things to unravel about this upcoming release and who you're all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, I know it's been a crazy time. You mm. know, now, now that things are starting to open up, you know, what has the last six months been like in Orlando, Florida from you? You know, you're in Orlando. And is that right? Yes. Yes. I'm in Orlando. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, uh, this is great. And um, yeah, so the last six months has been pretty crazy. Um, you know, it was filled with a lot of doubt, you know, and, and, and plans that were uh, changed and things like that. And, uh, you know, we put out uh, Perpetual Dreams, the last single to come out. Uh, so that's been going very well so far. And uh, the response has been killer. Uh, the video was filmed uh, out there at Red Rocks. Right. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, so that's been that's been going pretty well so far. And uh, yeah, just a lot of a lot of, you know, staying busy and, and, and minor things. But, uh, you know, there's hopefully some good things like right around the corner for next year that are going to start popping up. And as you said, you know, towards the end of the year, you know, Rain and Fire hopefully will be coming out and uh, all that stuff, too. So, yeah. And uh, it's always nice to have things like that to look forward to now, you know, Excuse me here, because I, I just want to get to this this part right here, because I want to wind the clock back here, Bobby, to maybe sure. even over a decade back to 2009, because for fans, maybe even before that, because for fans and listeners who may not know, you're born in Denver, Colorado, but raised in Orlando, Florida. And it's also been known that you were inspired by the likes of Eddie Van Halen, Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dime yeah. Daryl. I mean, I'm here in Dallas, Texas. We love Dime. Dude, you know, dude. God bless Dime. <laughs> God bless him. I got him on my leg. I got I got my my C-H right here. My black suit on my leg. I love that man. Man, love that uh, man. and uh, Vinny, Vinny too. Yeah, Vinny too. And uh, crazy fact, I saw Dime perform. Uh, I think a month before he was shot. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, wow. that was obviously the last time I saw him. But uh, 2004, crazy. But anyway, that's a whole different topic for to touch on that with live shows. Hopefully Sweet. coming back soon. Now, Bobby, you're you're considered, I'm gonna go and say you're considered one of the top guitar players in the nation as of today. You know, that's that's a fact. If you Thank could you. just briefly, you know, talk about that moment in your life when you first picked up that guitar that paved yeah. the way into who you are today. Does you know, does it feel like everything kind of just went by in a blink at the same time? You know, you're you're not wrong, actually. It feels like everything has really kind of exactly blinked and it also kind of feels like it's it's come first circle like um you know taking it back to 2009 is actually when i started to learn how to play guitar and um i was living in uh atlanta georgia at the time and um you know my first guitar was a cheap uh esp kirkhamit model you know and now that i'm endorsed with esp and i've been with yeah. them for years <laughs> like dude it's like i and it's like 
I can't, I sometimes sit down and think about it to myself. Like, you know, I think about those early days, you know, and just like, what in the world is going on? You know, it's like, it's like my life just took this complete right hand turn. But, you know, I feel like at the same time, I was kind of in lack of a way, you know, saying it kind of like I was, I meant, I was meant to play guitar. I love guitar. I grew up playing guitar and it, for some reason it just kind of came natural to me. And, um, obviously I'm, I'm nowhere near where I kind of want to be. I'm, and I feel like I'm learning every day, but I also kind of feel like I'm a little behind, you know, I'm trying to catch up all the time because I started so late, but, uh, you know, I, it just, I think about those early, early times, you know, like walking into Sam Ash, not knowing anything, you know, like, what does that do on a guitar or what is if I tune this too hard, like what's going to happen, you know, and pop strings and all kinds of stuff. So it's just funny nowadays to think about that. And, you know, I'm just so, so blessed. And, and, you know, people have just been really digging what I've been doing lately. And, and, and I really, really, really appreciate everybody for sure. You know, and I, I wouldn't be here for sure without anybody like, you know, supporting everything so far. So you're seeing the grin on my, going. You see, yeah, you're seeing the grin on my face. You're talking about what is that? Do? And I'm, I'm, now I'm here listening to a song like Radiant Fire. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this, do, you, do you have your ESP with you by, by any chance? Like, is it? Yeah. You? Okay. Oh, yeah. I got if you want to I'll sit with it, with you me. can. Like, because I'm like, I'll, you, I'll you, take you with me. You got to flash that thing, man. That's how that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, it, it's funny because the, the one I'll grab is, uh, kind of the one that's the most uh sentimental to me because it kind of it kind of like what i just said like it kind of symbolizes all that you know this yeah. kind of like the full circle moment uh this is my glow in the dark esp uh custom shop from japan okay. and uh this was a crazy idea but they actually made it look like an old silver burst and and all the silver is actually the glow in the dark paint and uh, one of the coolest things, though, was just seeing, like, my name on the headstock sure. next to the ESP. Like, I'm just like, this is just a, a complete, like, just my mind is blown sometimes, you know. But it's just a, a testament of, like, what happens, you know, when you just, you know, put your head down and just kind of do the work and see what happens. And yeah. you know, anything can happen, pretty much. And that's kind of the way I look at it, you know. So. Yeah. How are you keeping your guitar chops these days? I know, like, a, we talked about the musicians trying to stay busy during this time, but you know, uh, has that affected your musicianship? Like, I know you have obviously the solo album you're working on, but you know, has anything changed for you routine wise lately, if at all? To be honest with you, I think, um, with the time off, I was actually like really trying to sit down and focus and learn more, like, and really practice and really kind of hone in on, on maybe certain areas that I didn't feel as, or as my, you know, strong areas or strong points. But, um, you know, I have always played guitar at least an hour a day. And even if I'm traveling, like I'll more than likely have a guitar with me uh, or I'll find a music store. And like I'll yeah. do, I've been known to do that. And it's just one of those things like I just feel so attached to it. Like I, I have to have it. And it's, uh, you know, not just an instrument to me. You know, it's, it's also like stress relief. You know, it, it, I have the worst ADHD. So I'm always like, you know, playing with that always it, helps. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's like, I think honestly, my, my practicing and, and my playing has, has picked up since the pandemic. And I just was always thinking, you know, I got to do something with my time. I've got to use this time wisely, you know, because we're not going to have this kind of a situation all the time. Obviously I know everybody's situation is different and I know a lot of people are affected, uh, you know, worse ways than others, but you know, at least what I was going through, I was just trying to practice and stay as yeah. in tune with the instrument as I could, you know, for sure. And still even to this day, you know, 
Yeah. And, and speaking of which, you're talking about traveling, uh, dude, you've been at this for longer than 2009. Obviously, we just covered kind of that part of that time in your life. I yeah. do. I do begin to think as you're telling me about everything that you've been through. How was the, you know, the touring life, even the live music experience for you personally? Because you've done some extensive touring, Bobby. You know, you've yeah. had the stages with Evanescence, Hell Yeah, Mastodon, Gojira, some of my personal favorites, you know, Jonathan Davis from Corn for crying out loud. And that was an amazing show, by the and, way. And, you know, uh, man, I, <laughs> I feel like we could talk about like those specific shows, everything you've been through. And we kind of can because I want to venue into this because we've kind of just been forced to take this unexpected step back and has this yeah. time lately i'm sure it's made you develop i don't know like a newfound appreciation a growing appreciation oh. of the touring life like what was your favorite part about it oh man just being out there um you know just being out there and being able to see friends you know fans and people that you've met along the way um you know the venues i mean there's certain venues that i've toured at and been to like like for instance trees in dallas one of yeah. my favorite venues in the world classic and, venue yeah absolutely the, the first time i was there was when i did a tour with uh, avatar um oh mm -hmm. i'm sorry excuse me it was trap and, and and i was there and we also did a tour with otep through there and uh it was one of the coolest venues i've ever seen with the big tree and everything and how it's all set up and i was like wow this is such a cool venue and like it was venues like that that made me like really kind of sad because I was like, you know, without us playing and people playing, like, how are they going to survive? And then it's like you hear about venues that are dropping off and not, you know, not around anymore. And so it makes you definitely value not only the, the ability to play music, but the places, you know, and the people mm -hmm. that you, 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 you know, you do you do this for. And, and, and it just wakes you up entirely because, you know, you realize how important music really is and live music and everything like that really is to just society in, in general, you know, it's a stress reliever. People need it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, me being one of them and, and, you know, with, if, if I sit home too long or if I'm not touring or whatever, I get, you know, I get super antsy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had my moments, you know, I've had my moments where I've wondered, you know, is this kind of what's going to happen? You know, am I wasting time or, you know, I'm kind of having myself doubts, but, you know, as an artist, we all have that situation and, you know, it's kind of the name of the game, but you just got to keep going and, you know, stay positive. And, and, and now that everything is starting to open back up, you know, we're all starting to kind of see the light of day, I think. And, and people are starting to get, yeah, yes, you know, we can, you know, kind of get back to normal a little bit, but yeah, I think too, it's going to be a little different. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I'm, I agree. I, I think it won't hit me until I'm actually out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like on a stage or getting ready to play right before like it's probably won't hit me until then. And then it's going to be like, Whoa, what's going to happen then? Am I going to freak out? Like, cause I haven't mm -hmm. been on stage in yeah. so long, you know, or what? I mean, I was so, at a show every week before this whole thing started. I don't know about you, but you know, it was just, uh, yeah, and I tried freaking a lot of shows around here. Yeah. And, and, uh, a very common topic on IUF and I'm sure, a lot of publications have talked about this is, and you've seen this Bobby for the last year and a half live streaming, a lot of the bands, what they've been yeah. doing on stage they are taking it to the screen. Like we're doing right now, obviously these interviews would be in person, but I, I want to get your take on this. Cause I don't think there's actually, it's a fact. There's no wrong answer to what you're about to answer with, because, you know, we've had artists like Devin Townsend, seven dust twisted August burns red, come on the show. And they gave their input on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and doing a pre-recorded yeah. show or a live streaming show. Cause they all did that already, you know, and now it's, it's still going. And I, I think code orange was one of the first bands to do it. I don't know if you remember that they did that yeah. empty perform that performance in that empty venue in Pittsburgh. And then I think it was literally the day after or the week after the pandemic hit. And then it kind of just 
caught on. They're one of the first yeah. guys to do that. And yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you know, having said all that, with the amount of touring you've done, that you just talked about, the venues you played at, you know, the artists you've collaborated with, the amazing artists you've played with, you know, do you think that the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming that we've been seeing for the last year and a half is that going to affect the touring musicians? The touring musicians hmm. is going forward. Like, has it already been affected? Do you still see bands doing this, like, as a normality as we approach? you know, December, even into 2022? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, I've been asked that in, in, in simple or, you know, in, in similar ways, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something to think about, you know, as a musician or, you know, someone in this field, because now that that is created, it's there, it exists. And, and, you know, now as an artist or a band, you're able to open yourself up to maybe a different, you know, stream of income that maybe wasn't really necessarily available before or was taken advantage of, you know, and because of COVID it's, you know, a lot of these bands have gotten really creative, you know, like the black Dahlia murder, they did a great uh, live stream. I saw death angels live stream yeah. uh, behemoth. They're one that they did Dude, in the church. They did one. They did like, one back in uh, what is it? I think it was December with Imperial Triumphant. Yeah, oh amazing, absolutely amazing. So it's like you know, it gives you not only a different way of you know income uh, as a band, but it also gives you a different like expression, like way of expressing and maybe portraying your music that you couldn't necessarily do on a tour. Yeah. But then you get into the situation where okay, you know live fans, people being in the room, you know, and it being quiet, you know, that's a different, it, does it affect your, uh, you know, your performance because you're essentially not really playing to anybody in person. Uh, so, you know, you have to kind of portray that performance, uh, you know, through, through the, the, the camera and whatnot. So I see where it has a lot of potential and maybe even, uh, you know, shows or tours are live streamed along the way. So people that maybe aren't in that city, you know, can watch the show, uh, you know, and you sell double the ticket prices or whatever the ca mm -hmm. case may be. So I could definitely see where it would stick around. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it's just so hard to replace that live factor. And and I think so many people have missed it. And I think, you know, people are just going to go, well, as they have been, they've just been sw yeah. swarming shows and festivals, which is great. And it kind of reminds me of back in the day, you know, like in the 80s and you know 90s where people were just flooding shows. And I think maybe that's, kind of what we needed was like a you know a kind of like a little awakening like hey guys like don't take these shows for granted hey your best friend's playing at the bar down the street don't take it for granted because you don't know when he could ever end up playing exactly again, you know? so it's it, it just affects everything on, on all different scales for sure you know yeah and we're and we're living that and uh i know we're reminiscing yeah. about like the times that you know you played at shows um uh now correct me if i'm wrong 2016 i'm gonna reminisce about it about a time about you 2016 you were recruited for people who don't know to star oh, yeah. in the theater works production of rock of ages as the lead guitar player for the house. That show was fun at the bourbon room. I mean, how did that, I mean, that was a cool, that was a cool time. That? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that was, that was a situation that kind of came into my lap. Uh, theater works is a production company here in Orlando and uh, they got the, I think it was like one of the first licenses or whatever it was for rock of ages uh, from Broadway so they put it on down here and I had a mutual friend uh, working in the production team or whatever it was. And they needed the guitar player. So they were like, who could we possibly ask? You know, and they had like a band already set up that was like yeah. a theater band. And, you know, they were professionally trained. And the, the guy was like, we just kind of need some wild, just somebody in there. And then so my <laughs> friend hits me up and was like, hey, you know, there's this 
there's this thing called Rock of Ages. Have you ever heard of it? And I love Joel Holstra and I yeah. love those guys. So I was like, absolutely, I've heard of it. And she goes, well, would you like to be the guitar player? And I'm like, wait, what is this mean? Up, like, straight up and uh, I was like, yeah, you know what? Why the hell not? Because I love the 80s. I'm a sucker for all that stuff. So it was pretty much an opportunity for me to go back in time and like just relive those nights. But it was it, it was definitely different from like being on a show and like touring, like, you know, being in a theater work production is like, I give so much credit to, to uh, people that, that are doing that because it's, it, I mean, I was exhausted and there was like two shows you would have like, for, like a morning show and then like an afternoon show, like on the weekends. And after that first show, it's like, I'm dead ass tired. And everybody's like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Like, you got another show to do. And you know, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, it was just, it was crazy, but I mean, just seeing the physicality aspect of it, you know, it definitely was amazing because I mean, some of these people were singing and dancing and, 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 and full, full out, like, you know, every single time. And I'm just like, wow, like this is really kind of eye opening, but it was a great time. You know, I got to learn all of, you know, the Joel Holster stuff. I had the funniest thing is I don't know a lot of music theory. So like they, when they gave me the song book, it was like a book this thick with all the songs and the, the, the note structures and everything. Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at it like I'm reading like, you know, like Chinese or something. I'm just like, I don't know what, what did you want me to do? And they like, they start, you know, making fun of me and laughing, you know, and they're like, we need you to do this. And I'm like, look, I know the song. Just tell me what part, like, is this the solo section or is like this, the, you know, whatever. But it was, it was, I shouldn't great, be laughing. You know? That's, 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 no, pretty- it's, it was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed at it the whole time. I'm just like, you guys suck, but it's just hilarious. I, I begin to think, <laughs> do you ever, do you ever go back to watch videos of yourself just playing music? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, to like be for me, like, you, like for I me, I, I hate I hate going back listening to myself speaking to guests. You know, that's, just, I, that's I, just, I hate it. That's yeah. just me. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, that's why we're twins. I, I can see where we <laughs> we have a lot of similarities. But I mean, I look at it like if I come across something or if there's something specific like I'm looking for, like let's say we're on tour and like there's a cue I missed or whatever the case may be. Like I'll look at it kind of like sports, like I'll watch some tape of a show and just see kind of where maybe there's some things I could improve. Yeah. But other than that, like, Oh, I hate it. Like I, I hate listening to my own songs like over and over and over again. You know, it's like, by the time something comes out, I've heard it a million times. And I'm like tired of it. And there's like, Oh, Man. this is such a great song. And I'm just what like, I'm tired of all it. the like, songs yeah. you put out. You gotta be, I mean, I know it's I'm just a fan out there. <laughs> But Dude, I, I appreciate I, it though. Thank I got, you. I got to draw that fine line between being a journalist and a fan. I'm sorry about that. But, you, <laughs> okay. but your music is is one of the best out there. And uh, I know we talked about everything except Rain and Fire. Let's get to that now. That new sure. solo album, uh, Slater for Later in 2021. You also have that Devil's Cut that was released yeah. recently. That uh, two uh, two song release really so what yeah what i did with that was it was kind of i've always wanted to do like a commemorative vinyl or like i love vinyl in yeah the flat out so i was like you know what what could i do that was kind of cool and like kind of commemorative to where like i thought you know what let's do like a seven inch vinyl um and we'll do like the first single and the second single this was before Pet- perpetual dreams came out mm-hmm. so i was like you know why don't we just try and do something just you know maybe people would really dig and and, and obviously something i dig so i was like let's try it out. And it was kind of like the idea of like, you know, this is my offering. These are my devil's cut. This is my two that like, you know, Hey, thank you. You know, and then now we can move on and release the rest of the album. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, I love that you did that too. It, it actually gives at least fans something to look forward to, you know, someone like me. Sure. You know, then now you have perpetual dreams that's out. And Bobby, here's the thing. We know all the work you've done with bands like new dilemma, of course, and mechanism. Yes. 
And yes. uh, again, people who don't know, New Dilemma has a song called Is Your Story Over, which charted on Billboard, by the way. Yes, yes. And having said all that, you know, the idea for a solo project, you know, began with, of course, we talked about Ben Johnson, who is a drummer and a recording producer and engineer currently working yeah. under Will Putney. And we've had the yeah. privilege to, uh, I had the privilege to interview Will uh, back last summer. And, oh, Will, sick. Nice. and Will is known for his work with Fit for an Autopsy and Dio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, both bands we've had on the show already. It's like, you like the last person we need, right? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Ben's work with Will at Graphic Nature and Audio in Belleville, like we you also mentioned. And they produced and wrote, wrote songs together. You know, uh, you know, how has this whole experience been, Bobby? Because this started in 2019. Did you approach Ben first? Did Ben come to you with this idea? How did this idea kind of just unfold into what it is today? Yeah, you know, it's something uh, me and Ben actually still talk about to this day because it was a very it was a very unique time in not only my life, but his. And um, we kind of met each other, honestly, like right at the right time, because I was at the end of my time with Mechanism. Uh, and uh, I was in the process of recording some stuff, uh, you know, with them. And, and then um, I met Ben, strangely enough, at Universal one day. That was completely random. And then I go over to his house and he was explaining to me like, yeah, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm doing this full time now. And, uh, you know, I really want to get in and start like working on bands and doing and recording and engineering. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, and so what happened was, as we were, uh, you know, kind of talking and, and, and working and stuff like Rain and Fire was written very quickly, like very quickly. And it was one of those situations where we kind of looked at each other and we were like, man, like, did we just write that song? Like, did that just happen? And so my, so, my thoughts exactly when I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, like, you know, we, 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 we thought about it and then we were like, well, wait a minute. Like, we got something pretty, pretty sweet going on here. And, you know, not just with his production abilities but him as a drummer and and you know he was pushing me uh to write certain riffs or you know he, we kind of fed off each other for lack of a better term and uh so then rain and fire uh came out we we filmed the video uh at, at nam it was 2020 um and it was like the last nam before everything happened and uh we filmed it out there um out in la out in joshua tree area in the desert I was wondering and, um, where that was because you're just literally yeah. standing on top of a cliff. I'm like, where is he? I have to. Oh, so it's it so Joshua Tree. Like, dude, I wonder how hot it was. Like, did he like bend? It like, was hot. To, like, it go was... all the way up there and just stand up there. We'll just film you. Here's the funny. <laughs> you're leather really and everything. Part about that, dude. I was decked out. I'm thinking like th I wanted this video to look great and you know everything. And we're out there. And then my director friend, Adam Arnott, who's actually from Orlando, but he lives out, he lives out in LA now. Okay. And so I, I had hit him up about it. He's like, Hey, I got the perfect idea. And he knows me. So like when he came up with this idea, I'm like, I'm like, Adam, I love the idea, but you know, I'm afraid of heights. And he's like, I don't care. You need to stand on this freaking mountain and you need to sit here. We, I got this drone. It's going to be perfect. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> we go to LA and, you know, Ben and everybody, they're like way down at the bottom of this mountain. And me and him had to hike up with my guitar, with oh his drone God. and everything up this freaking mountain. And like, we got to the top and there's a part right at the beginning where I'm actually sitting down and the drones going like this. And that was actually the moment I had first got up there and I was terrified. I didn't want to stand up. And the wind was really blowing. And, and I'm like, Adam, I'm not standing. I'm not doing it. He goes, you need to do this. We're running out of battery. Hurry up and stand up. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm standing up and I'm just like 
oh please don't fall like i mean i was standing on like the the smallest of platforms and i'm like like uh, my feet are all like pushed into cracks just trying to make sure i don't fall in or anything and i'm over it was a great time i I had to pause the video several times i had to see the angles i'm like how did they even get this angle it's so uh, as you're you're telling me like i'm starting to actually picture and how that came about um it's it's funny that you say you're afraid of heights because that's like i think terrified i I think i found that one difference between you and you and me i am not afraid of heights (laughs) i'll see (laughs) see i've been skydiving a couple times so it's i always i always imagine this idea of doing an interview with someone skydiving you would be the perfect person to do it with I would do it. You know what? I, I need to conquer my fear and I, I, I need to do something about that. Cause we need, yeah, to, we, that need was... to en- we need to endorse that idea. Bobby and Sonny are <laughs> doing the skydiving. Let's do it. <laughs> and we could eat some spicy wings or something on the way down. It's... Dude, see, now you're thinking, man, that's how it works. You, you want to live life. Or we got to catch them. That's we got to throw them out of the plane yeah, and then we go. get them. Yeah. That, so we got to write these ideas down. And we, I, I'm sh- dude, Gold. I, you think I'm just saying this? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do hey, <laughs> I'm not saying them for no reason. <laughs> yeah so with uh you know with, with that's pretty awesome that uh you we found out about just the makings of that music video which was just yeah it was fun I mean, it was a good time i mean i recommend everyone just go see that video because you'll be hitting the replay button to <laughs> i mean you'll destroy that key now with these three singles you know with rain and fire we talked about light bearer you know perpetual dreams um and if i may i'm gonna do a quick review here because i'm gonna sure. my mind's gonna explode i mean top <laughs> to bottom i mean the, this trio of you know, instrumental songs were, I mean, they were over before I even knew it. It's so damn good because these are, like I said, it's a very definition of destroying that replay button, talking about the <laughs> blending of the classic tone of death metal, metalcore, heavy metal, even modern metal. You know, you even had, uh, I heard hints of blues in there as well. I know you, you take a lot of your influence from that genre. Yes. yes. And you just had these captivating hooks, these riffs, these solos just at breakneck speed. I, I, yeah, I know I'm biased, but we need more of these instrumental albums. You know, I was ready for more after hearing the, these uh, three songs. So I know you have the release slated for later this year, but walk me through this, Bobby. You know, how much did mm-hmm. things change from when you first started composing on the Rain and Fire album as a whole to where you, you know, I know you're still working on it, working on it, but, uh, you know, to where you ended up finishing it, you know, is there already yeah. a specific, like a specific sound you had in mind with, rain fire did, did things change did nothing change you know how was that like? yeah um i think uh to be honest with you i think when rain and fire was first written because rain and fire and light bear were the first two singles um and light bear was supposed to be done uh before nam so it was going to be kind of like a filming of the two videos in california uh but unfortunately you know things just didn't work out that way yeah. Uh, but but some things did change because of rain and fire i think you know i kind of discovered the sound I was going for, I think I discovered like, you know, the, the contrast between, you know, obviously, you know, shredding is one thing, but I, I try to be more uh, memorable or more melodic. You know, I'm trying to kind of put my own twist on instrumental shred guitar music. And, um, you know, it's something I always wanted to do. You know, I, I grew up listening to, you know, Andy Timmons, you know, Jace, or uh, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, you know, of yeah. course, Eddie Van Halen, like those, those albums were huge for me. And, and, um, May it was something peace, I just, obviously. Oh dude, listen, I cried for three days dude. and my girlfriend at the time was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, you just, I, I don't even have words for it. Like, I just felt like a piece of me was gone and I never met Eddie personally. I didn't know any, know him or anything like that, but I mean, it was just like, man, like being a guitar player, you just like, 
it just comes ingrained in you for some reason. Like he just did so much, you know, and, and, and yeah. it's just, it's just crazy to think about that. He's not here, but at the same time, I was lucky enough to see him live, you know, and I think about that and just, you know, how much I, I you know, we're lucky to be alive during that time he's been alive. So, I mean, it's like, we're the yeah. lucky ones, you know, for I, sure. I remember I was listening to respect the wind just on repeat. Oh know? my God. I, I think, the twisted sound. That's my favorite I, song ever. <laughs> that's my favorite song too. Oh my because, God. Yeah, that's crazy because, uh, um, no one song, knows about that song. That's crazy. What? To me, well, to, the like, thing I is, don't know that song. Well, no, you're right. Well, the thing is, my reaction was, it's a very underrated song. Because no, the reason why I watched the credits for that movie is because of that <laughs> song. And <laughs> it's one of the first songs I've ever heard. And believe it or not, the second song I've ever heard as a kid was, uh, uh, it's it's the it's at the end of that Power Rangers movie. You know what I'm talking about? Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm drunk. Oh, shit. You know, you know what I'm um, talking about when the, when the, pop, when the fireworks go off? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, about. that's here's the thing. Van Halen just had that tendency just to write feel-good songs. You know, that it, yeah. it hit your soul in a way no other band has. I mean, we can talk about how much we love Lamb of God and Gojira, all these bands. They're going to do what they're going to do. But Van Halen, like, listen to me, man, as a kid, you know, like, it's just, it sits with you. When you listen to that yeah. tone as a kid, it sits with you throughout your entire life. And Dude, respect the win. Respect the win. That's man. what I mean. That's, That's my favorite I mean, song. Though. I love like, that. I love that. That's dude, your favorite song too. I can't Insane. believe. I can't believe that. And and the crazy part is, I I read that that was just Eddie and and Alex. That was just it was just them too. And everything composed was either Eddie or Alex because I know Alex had something to do with it because there's not a lot of drums. But I think Eddie was doing most of the key work and and you know obviously all the guitar. And I mean, it's like for that to be an instrumental song, that guitar just like roar i mean it's just like it's like a voice and you just like wow like th- i i remember when uh, I, I was like man this is great this I, is I'm gonna, killer i'm gonna tell you something here and uh it's not even a secret anymore because i'm li- this is going to be literally out for the world to hear as i'm saying this but um <laughs> nice. since, we're, since, since we're since we're on the subject uh i live in texas obviously and we deal with what tornadoes right so we so we so it's what i live in north dallas which is uh, in frisco it's really nice community here but man oh man i can't tell you um how many times we hear tornado sirens like every other day every other week i mean it's it's that's scary so so what i do you can think i'm 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 a chaotic you put that song on I put that song on and <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not kidding. I have done this for like 10 years. I, I, done that I put that song on and I drive across like just this, this part in the back part of my, uh, this block here that goes down about for, you know, about 10 miles. I go back and nice. forth because it's an empty area. Cause you just see gr- grass fields. That's not in development yet. And, and when the sky just turns, you put on Van Halen, respect the land. Dude, man, it's amazing. It, dude, it hits you, dude. I can't even do this. When you come down a tree, when you come down here, um see we're if gonna have, have a ex- listening party see if you have an extra day or something um oh, yeah. we'll, we'll take you for a ride right right around dallas we'll put respect i'm, on, I'm for it i'm, I'm just so talking. for it i'm, I'm a, so I'm for that such a nerd when it comes to that stuff anyway dude, Apple, all my followers know about my craziest <laughs> darkest dude, uh, secrets it, now. <laughs> we we have uh you know we got hurricanes and we got some you know we don't get tornadoes as much but we get them and um you know hey, i'll you turn have hurricanes ride- we get tornadoes that's I'll play. I'll play. Ride the lightning, or I'll play. I'll play. Respect the wind. I. I shit you. I swear to God, I do the same thing. It's the craziest. Everybody looks at you like, "What are you doing?" No. <laughs> or what song dude, is this? Dude, Why are you playing it, this? It's song? made for that moment, you know. I mean, don't die, obviously, but it's just yeah. <laughs> it the respect the wind. I, I'm sure there's a reason why it was on that movie. There's a reason why Van Halen wrote 
Such wrote a great the song, song the way he did. Yeah. Um, dude, sorry. I, we no, we dude, totally went off track talking dude. about Van Halen for like this one song it. for like 10 I minutes. Love it. And um, I'll do that. I'm known to do that. I apologize. <laughs> um, so you were talking about like your influences. I know. Uh, uh, and, and then you mentioned Eddie Van Halen. But it was it was I'm OK. I'm trying to backtrack on where we were because it was that specific sound you were trying to reach for rain on fire do you feel yeah. like you reached that specific sound or is it still in development so to speak i think i have uh i think i feel confident enough to where i can say i've reached a point where i i have a very very good sound and and something that i feel confident with and and that i feel like i'm kind of developing into my sound uh is it necessarily there a hundred percent not yet i think Honestly, you know, there's always room for growth. Uh, you know, there's always room for improvement. You know, there's always new gear and stuff coming out like this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, especially nowadays. But, um, you know, I, I think I'm right where I want to be. And I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with uh, achieving that because I know a lot of times that can be something that could, you know, really hold back, you know, a guitar player or an artist because they're just looking for that sound. And thankfully, me and Ben were able to get in and dial something pretty quickly, which I think again too led to our production so quickly uh with rain and fire and and, and, and you know and all the rest of the songs i mean we just kind of have this thing where we just know what we're doing we know yeah. what we're looking for as far as, as far as sound and uh you know now it's just you know we kind of push play and go um you know i'll come up with demos or ideas or riffs and then he kind of takes and takes a spin with it and we just kind of bounce back and forth until we have something we, we like uh and then leads are usually like kind of like the last thing uh but other but there are some certain like perpetual dreams uh really that whole song started with just that melody line in uh, the chorus uh that whole chorus line i wrote god so long ago and i finally pulled it out and i was like you know excuse me i was like you know that that's something i've, I've been wanting to write it's been something i want to uh, put out there and i, I kind of started developing other aspects of the song and then you know me and ben we we, we finished it before he actually went to jersey um back uh you know last year or so or the beginning of this year so um you know we have a cool process and and my sound's right where i want it to be i i, I think there is room for improvement but i think that's only going to come over time you know with, with as far as my playing uh, advancing as well so it's like it just kind of goes with whatever happens <laughs> yeah shout, shout out to ben and i'm gonna give a yeah. shout out to uh freaking gene freeman who's also known as yeah no, he's love machine known, known for his known for his work with uh lamb of god fallout boy suicide silence he mastered uh, a lot yes. of his, actually all these songs i believe all right? of them at, yeah, at reverse he's, 13 he's yeah reverse 13 studios in orlando that's where it was you know placed um i mean having those two guys involved you know with everything that you've done you know between writing and structuring the songs the production process like you just talked about yeah um something else that i that really kind of just seeped into my head as i was watching these music videos unfold you know um these playthroughs and the visuals associated with the songs you've released so far you know rain and fire we talked about that massive scenery with you on the mountains and then you have yeah. light bearer i know things change but you have that white background that alternates colors switching back and forth as the music progresses um a shout out to jazel of uh black card oh, Giselle, yeah yeah just yeah, okay yeah, that she's name. great um, no no it's uh, okay she's K great though yeah she's uh fantastic. KDS, one studios in orlando and of course i'm gonna mention richie brown and felix boy in orlando uh oh yeah i love those uh, guys too. Fire. and then you have perpetual dreams you know filmed at the iconic red rocks venue in colorado and colorado is one of my favorite places to ever be so i was born in denver 
Yeah. And that that's where that all came about. I wanted to I wanted to go back, you know, to home per se. And, right. and that's how that whole idea happened. So last time I went to Denver, um, um, by the way, if we're going to talk about football, I'm a Giants fan. The Giants were playing the Broncos that night. Nice. So we went. But anyway, what I, what I was trying to say is I went to Red Rocks and that blew my mind. You know, I, I think I spent the entire day at Red Rocks, honestly, just that place it was an empty beautiful. venue. But it was just everything about that was really spoke to me. And with Perpetual Dreams, with playing at Red Rocks, you talked about chasing some sort of dream or goal in our lives, like the subjective, yeah. part, subjective part of that song, like what it means. And the chase is what fuels us and inspires us to either achieve that or become a nightmare. But at the same time, you dedicated the song to the loving memory of your father. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Passed away back in 2015. You. you know, even though these are instrumental songs, Bobby, I begin to think if there was a reason why you chose songs like these as singles before the full length, like if there was a theme to this rain there and fire, is. like, and if the, there yeah, is. So, since there is, to what level do you like to have something like this for your music? And how important are themes to you? Is that more about helping you write or sound, or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about <laughs> themes, right? They just do 10 songs in the studio and yeah. that's it. But I felt like with these three songs, with Rain and Fire, you really uh, honed into that identity. Yeah. Loaded question. And, and Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're 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 right on, and, and I appreciate that, and, and and I love the fact that you caught on to that because that's kind of what I'm trying to do uh, with this album, at least. Is uh, you know, yeah, they're they're instrumental songs, so I know that they're a little different in the fact that there's no vocals, and you know, they're a little harder to kind of push the message across to. But you know, they all have their own theme, like so, rain and fire. Uh, you know, is spelled R E I G N, so it's more of a, a, a it's more of like a a way of being or like a mind state. So like, I want to rain and fire. So I want to, you know, I want to go out there and I want to try and just accomplish everything that I want to do. I want to set out and put like the best me forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the video, I'm standing on the mountain and it's kind of like, you know, metaphorically speaking, like, you know, out there, it's like my dream and I want to go out there and being a solo artist, it was kind of like a stepping stone for me. And that's kind of where that happened so then with light bear it was more of like uh uh you know really high energy song so like i wanted it to seem like it was a very positive and uplifting song and then with perpetual dreams the whole idea and like the feeling of the song uh you know the the, the, the melody lines we're all kind of revolving around the idea of like this dream so like the song kind of starts out kind of right in your face, you know, and you're kind of like, wow, you know, all right, I'm having this crazy frantic dream or whatever it is, or it's daily life, you know, it's, it's the you know, craziness. And then as the song goes on, you kind of have like this, you know, melodic chorus and then things kind of ease out, but then you have like this crazy breakdown and that's like where the nightmares happen or where the crazy, you know, it's supposed to be a real frantic type of, uh, you know, playing field. So and then, to go back and listen to that now. Yeah. So now a lot of people don't. Yeah. So when I explain it, it's it's like oh wow now i understand it even more so what i'm trying to do is basically give off not just a, an instrumental song i'm trying to give you more of like a feeling or i'm trying to portray off of like uh you know certain emotions or uh you know the artwork ties in with everything you know what i mean so I, it's it's kind of like this whole experience in one song that i'm trying to kind of do which is again why i'm trying to kind of put my own spin uh you know on on instrumental music and not that i'm the first person to do this because you got guys like you know like angel Vivaldi, uh very concept uh heavy with his albums and i and i admire that you know and and, and uh 
you know, you got, you got other guys like, oh, of course, like Steve Vai. I mean, you know, you got all kinds of artwork and, and, and he's pushing messages here and there and, and stuff like that. So it's like, it's something that I looked at trying to do because I don't have vocals. So it's like, I'm trying to give you something to think about, you know, or feel about in a, in a, in a sense. And here's the thing, they're going to do what they're going to do. And, and that's it. They, yeah. they, they set that precedent for, you know, someone like you and you're going to keep continuing that going forward because you have your own thing. Like I knew it was Bobby Keller as I'm listening to these songs, you know, like you, you have that tone, you have that style. Yes. And uh, uh, would it be safe to say that you see Rain and Fire? I'm sure you do, because as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life, looking back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even totally. the songs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you also mentioned uh, we talked about Eddie Van Halen. We talked about Jimi Hendrix. We talked about Dimebag. I think we mentioned a few others. I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, 10, dude, I got your, so many. Your 10 favorite guitars you could think of at the top of your head. I'm putting okay, you on the spot. I know I'm putting you on the spot. So we'll put Eddie and Jimmy and Dime on that list, right? That's All three. Right. Okay. So I have I have, I have, Gary Moore. Love okay. Gary Moore. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael Schenker. Love Michael Schenker. I interviewed Michael uh, back in uh, January. Great, dude. He's so uh, great. Love, love Michael. Michael Sinker. Uh, I, I love Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield from Metallica. I kind of consider them two, like the same number because okay, so I love six. them equally. Um, let's see who else is out there. Zach Wild, gotta love Zach. Um, you know, Gary Holtz, a, a favorite. I'm trying to think of who else. A Slash. I mean, there's so many. Um, oh, man. Uh, Rory what? Gallagher. Dang. Rory Gallagher. Oh, that's a good love one. Love him. That I got introduced to him through my uncle actually because he's a big blues guy and that's yeah. and, and I I owe a lot to my uncle because he you know he taught me how to do things like or showed me how to play some things early on and he grew up in like Mississippi yeah. you know where BB King and before they were anybody he's so Irish he, isn't he uh, yeah so we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Irish okay. and he he was like you know we I'd be down there and you know, there'd be this guy playing and, and it would be Gary Moore one weekend. And then another weekend be Eric Clapton showing up, you know, and it's like, you know, no one knew like these, you know, these BB Kings, you know, the big blues guys, those uh, people at that time, like they weren't really huge names. It was more of like a, you know, closed circuit type of thing. And, um, you know, he told me about Rory Gallagher and I was like, oh, who's Rory? And I, and I watched him like on some YouTube stuff and I instantly fell in love because I can see where, um his playing was more emotion like i i guess maybe that's where I, i'm drawn to like gary moore you know like kirk hammett like those guys yeah. are very emotional players and like you remember certain lead lines or like van halen i mean talk about emotion i mean the guy played straight off of emotion you know and he just knew what he was doing and uh he kind of i love his, i love it when eddie, eddie i want to give my own take here i love it when eddie eddie just yeah, there's the stage, right? But he would just sit down, you know, on yeah. the ground and just yeah. like play. There's like millions of fans, and I know it's just like, dude, Eddie's in the zone, you know. I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, um, that's what I, separates. I, I know we're we're, yeah. throwing, we're throwing all love to Eddie out there, but shout out to all the guitar players that you. Just no, mentioned. yeah, by all means, by all, yeah, there was absolutely. one at the end of that list that you mentioned uh, before Gallagher. I think it was like number nine or eight. I can't remember, but that was resonated. It slash, slash. So slash. Yeah. Uh, last time I saw Slash was the same show where Dime performed. Uh, here oh, wow. in Dallas. So that was the last time I saw both of those guys. Um, I mean, obviously Slash is still alive, but you know, Slash was with Dimebag. So that show was just, wow. I don't think people realize like how just monumental that moment was. That's just, again. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Know, here's the thing with those 10 guitars, right? Uh, what's one thing they all have in common? Yeah, they play extremely well, but they, left that legacy you know uh, mm -hmm. is that something that's important to you bobby like 
Has that ever crossed your mind? Is that something you want to carry over into the next generation? I would love to. I think Here's the thing, you're you working know, on a solo album. This is not an easy thing to do. And here you are. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you put out these amazing breathtaking songs and I can't wait for the other part of this album to come out. Like, I'm like itching to hear it. Oh, um, man, there's some good stuff. I can but, tell you that. But um, it, legacy, like what what, yeah. what comes to your mind when you hear something like that? Do you resonate with that word? I do. I do. And, you know, I think... Um, Every musician, every artist, uh, you know, every any anybody, you know, trying to do this. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all kind of want to leave something behind mm-hmm. that's going to stand the test of time. And, you know, not all of us are as lucky uh, to do it. But I think that that is something I would, you know, I, I strive to do or at least try and uh, hold myself to that level of excellence, you know, just because I feel like, you know, why not? You know, why not try and put something out there or create something that, not only people like or whatever, but it's like they can identify with or it can help them get through something or, you know, especially with the pandemic. You know, I, I felt like music was so important because we all needed it. It, it, even if it was not in the form that we're so used to seeing, you know, being live and in, in venues and stuff. But I think it's still important as a musician, as an, an entertainer, whatever you want to call it. You know, we kind of have this duty to try and, uh, you know, leave something here and, 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 uh, whether it's a song, a video, it could be even just a lyric or just a guitar lick, you know, it, it, yeah. it, it could be anything, but as long as you kind of leave your stamp on something, you know, I, I, I definitely think about that. And, and that's something I would like to do, you know, one day, be, you know, not, maybe not as big as Van Halen, but I mean, just maybe a little stamp like, Hey, yeah, I remember that video. I remember that rain and fire song. It's a great song or something like that. Or maybe yeah. I haven't even written that song yet, you know, so we'll see, but yeah. it is something that I do think about and, and, and it's something I'm, I'm aware of for sure. And, and, and I, I think about for sure. Yeah. Well, you're talking to me. You've you've already done that to a certain extent. Yeah. So that's so I I can only hope the best for you. And thank you, know, you man. I mean, it's uh, gosh, there's just so much that's on my mind right now. You know, as a musician, of course, as a human being. Yeah. I, I begin to think like as you're telling me everything that you're telling me. If you weren't a musician, what would you be doing right now? Has that ever crossed your mind? Also, you know, I I have thought about that. Um, I love sharks. I love sharks. I love the movie Jaws. If I wasn't in music, I would probably be doing something with sharks. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I could like a marine myself, biologist almost. At this point. Yeah, yeah. Something okay, like okay. that living on an Island, you know, like swimming with sharks, you know, something like that. Or like, you know, it's somewhere in the lines of uh, maybe, maybe even like cooking. Cause I love cooking. Like I love to cook by myself or come What's up on with the menu crazy today? ideas. Oh, okay. So I made, <laughs> I made some Mahi Mahi. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that, I'm that, pretty much pescatarian yeah, right yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm I made some mahi mahi and I, uh, I I put some pineapple, mango, onions. I chopped that all up uh, and I, and I put it on top of uh, the fillet with uh, these breadcrumbs that are like macadamia, like coconut, like like yeah. all smashed up. So it's like it's gonna be great, and I'm gonna bake it later. And Here's the thing: I got, I got I got two ideas for you. Okay, as you okay. yeah. Cooking with Bobby, you got to start that thing like live on Instagram, something like that. Can you imagine like the amount of? I would <laughs> just, do it too. Just, just an idea. Like, all right, you can have the chef hat <laughs> and everything. I can see you just shredding on top of like the kitchen table as, as like everything's like oh, cooking around you. Just think about that. Great like, idea. So think about that. I'm just, because I, I, I went to film school for three years. So I'm all about visuals and cinematography and like ideas and stuff like that but think about that i think i think like a movie like my visual i always think of stuff like Dude, a movie why, like wouldn't, why wouldn't you like think about it, like putting on a chef hat sh- writing like 
guitar lyrics, you know, just, just so do that. you know, the, the black, uh, the, the vegan black metal chef. Yeah, I do. Brian, I follow him. he's my, he's my best friend and no he way. lives oh, right down the street from me. Yes. What? No. So fun fact for you. Uh, he is one of the original guitar players, uh, for mechanism. And when he left mechanism is when I came in Hey, there he is. (laughs) Sorry, my internet decided to just spaz out for a second. We're back. Dude, Um, it happens. It happens. It's okay. Let me make sure. Okay. No, no, no. I I was bringing up this. uh, That's him right there. Yeah, that's him, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I love that guy. I have his cookbook here and everything. And uh, he's shown me some tricks here and there with cooking and um, love love what he did such an amazing idea but like ever since then i was like man yeah like like a cooking thing that that could work everybody likes cooking yeah um <laughs> uh, man stick around for just like 30 seconds after the interview because i want to ask you something sure. um for sure gosh where were we okay uh because we were talking about cooking and then what was there was something else before that i had an idea for um what was i doing other than playing guitar other than playing guitar uh i said something about sharks sharks okay that's yeah. another idea a music video you on an island with like sharks oh, around dude, you just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing all these ideas at you man just think about it just yeah you can yeah. cook on these you know metaphorically but um that's definitely something you want <laughs> i would love to see that think about that just think about how that music it's in there it's in there <laughs> uh man bobby this has been such an honor man uh i know we clocked in about over an hour here with this interview i could talk um, forever with you man but, but so dude cool. um i know we kind of touched on you know other you know guitarists and i think we touched on movies as well i kind of end my interview on kind of like a fun note on this subject but what are your five favorite movies oh yeah about, okay at the top of your head <laughs> I love know. horror movies. Okay. I love horror movies. I'm the I'm the one of the biggest horror movie fanatics out there, and um, I'm a more of a classic uh, horror movie fan. So, like my favorites are like The Creature from the Black Lagoon is probably my top favorite. Um, and then I have like Jaws. Um, That's uh, true. Top, yeah. So top two. Okay. So then I have uh, another. You could you could you could also mine. mention movies that you're watching right now if you want. Oh, okay. So uh, I love Jaws, Creature from the Black. I love the original Dracula uh, with okay. Bela Lugosi. Love, I love that. So then we start getting into the more modern stuff. I'd say like, um, you know, God, I love uh, Reanimator. That's a favorite movie of mine. Uh, Herbert West, you know, who's going to believe a talking head, all that stuff. Um, okay, so then what is that? Four, and I got one yeah. more. So if I got one more. Uh, you know, I would have to say that uh, American Werewolf on, in London is probably up there with me because the effects, the, the movie makeup, everything like that. Phenomenal movie. Um, God, I love a lot of those creature monster movies. Dude. All those cheesy like B movies, like Tremor. I love movies like Tremors and shit like that, too. So I don't know. I don't know why I was waiting for the thing. thing the thing is like like the uh, that's like a very popular one. Amongst, oh, like, I love that films. movie, too. OK, I was, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, he's not mentioning the thing in this top five. Is this good? The original or are the Kurt Russell like later one? Uh, John Carpenter, the original. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That was John like Carpenter's. 19. Is that 1980? I'm pretty sure that's 1980, uh, something like that. Somewhere in there. So, yeah. I mean, some of my favorite horror films are freaking, I mean, Alien. I mean, that's oh, like, that's like Alien. Alien, 20 Days Later. That's I love that film. I mean, I think that set the precedent for a lot of zombie films right now. Today. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. But, yeah. but to me, it was like, I, I thought it was one of the most realistic pandemic films you can 
ever made. I like, agree it was with so that. authentic. It was so raw. It was so just, you know, Danny Boyle is just a genius. Again, we could talk about that on a, on, on a whole different episode, but uh, <laughs> good God, Bobby, I feel like when we do another interview, what the heck do we talk about next? Like, we should like, just we, start we our own our own type of interviews. Seriously, you and me just chatting about different Dude, subjects. No, seriously, we're gonna have another one. Like we, uh, we, uh, like I said, Please. what we respect the win. We could talk about that just by itself. That's that's amazing. That's um, what we call our. That's what we call our interviews. Respect the win. Respect the win. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, last words? Is any shout outs? Anything you like to plug in sure. or mention as far as Rain or Fire or even your other bands before we finish yeah. off here? Um, well, thank you so much for having me, son. I really appreciate it. This has been phenomenal. Uh, if you want to find anything of mine and you don't know it, where to go, uh, you can go to bobbykellerofficial.com or, uh, you know, Bobby Keller Official on Facebook and everything can kind of lead you in uh, in the right direction. Yeah, the website has all your social links there. So exactly. I, I yeah, urge so- all the followers to give, you know, give him a follow, like follow what he's doing. He's got Please. a lot of exciting stuff yes. coming out. Um, yes, lots of stuff coming out for sure. Anything and, and, else you uh, wanted yeah, to add? Again. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Perpetual Dreams is out. Uh, it's been going great. Thank you again so much to everybody who's been checking it out. And uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, getting everything out, hopefully by the end of the year and uh, get Rain and Fire out there. So, yeah, and I'm everyone excited. Who's, everyone who's listening, Bobby said he loves vinyl. So do me a favor. Yeah. Do me and Bobby a favor. Buy the records. You know, the artists can't do it without your help. You know, Rain and Fire yes. drops later on this year. It's it's gonna be an exciting release. I'm sure he has. I promise it's gonna look awesome, dude. I can't <laughs> I wait. Like, like it's gonna like, look awesome. I want you to put out as many editions of the vinyl as you can because I I, I will. Buy, I love. Vinyl. I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room, and uh, I do. I do the old school thing still. Like I won't even listen to a, a new album or whatever on Spotify. I'll wait and get the vinyl, and then once I listen to it, and then I'll start streaming it and stuff. Like I try to go like old old the old way. So, so my older brother owns a, a studio up in Oklahoma and he said, uh, listening to something the, for the first time on vinyl, there's nothing like it. You can oh, listen agreed. to it on MP3, Spotify, CDs, all you want, but it just hits differently when it's on vinyl. But yeah, it does. I hey, agree. hey, we have three people, you know, certifying that, you know, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what, what more, how more, much more official you guys want it, but a radiant fire releases later this year, legendary Bobby Keller uh can't wait to hear more stuff out of you soon and everyone who's listening you can listen to this podcast on all major streams out there look over it on youtube as well check us out on interviewunderfire.com bobby thank you from the bottom of my heart man this has been dude, no thank you man dude thank you. Uh, so- sorry to like sorry for all the confusion and the chaos no the sorry connections and <laughs> all epicness i'm glad we're able to do this and uh, i'll talk to you next time man dude for sure i look forward to it thank you Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, 
please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.